when you are just starting out and you have no clients and you're trying to get those first few people through the door, you do have to put in the hustle. You have to put in a little bit more effort and you have to create pictures and and be really compelling. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. So a couple of months ago, I started playing golf. Now that might sound a little bit random, but I promise I'll get to the point soon. But it's been a really interesting experience starting from zero with something that I have no clue about, something that I have no experience with where I'm really starting from the basics, starting from the very basics of how to make contact with the ball. Like that's literally where I started. I was terrible. But it's been this interesting challenge learning and and starting from that ground zero. You know, I go along to the driving range and there's kids who can hit better than me. And it's just, it's quite funny that I'm sitting there alongside a seven-year-old who plays better golf than me. But it's an interesting experience. And it got me thinking about how so often as humans, particularly as adults, we get scared to go back to the basics, right? When you're a kid, you're so excited to try new things. But as we get older, there's a lot of us who feel scared to go back to those beginning stages, to try something new because it's something we don't have experience at. It's not our particular zone of genius and we get scared of it. This is something you may have experienced when you change jobs, for example. I know when I went from my university part-time job that I had done for four years, I knew the ins and outs of every system and how everything worked. It was really intimidating to then go to my full-time job as a journalist in magazines because there's a, an overwhelming amount of new stuff to learn and we're all human and we, we make mistakes when we start new jobs and we're learning new things. And it was a lot for me to take in. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm terrible at this. I thought I was so bad. But that's just how it how it starts with every career change, every new hobby we start. We start somewhere and we start at the bottom. And this is what I really wanted to talk about in today's podcast episode, this idea of being a new social media manager and starting with no experience and how to book clients when you are starting in that position and where to find them. Because it's a very common question that I get a lot from students and people who follow me online is just that initial struggle of getting someone across the line. So that's what we're really going to dive into in today's episode. And I hope you enjoy it. If you do, remember to always review, rate, subscribe to the podcast, share on your Instagram stories. And yeah, let's dive into it. The first thing I really want to address, my first tip you could say, is getting your head around this mindset and the idea around being a beginner. Because I think this is the issue a lot of new social media managers have when they go out looking for clients is they have a little bit of self-doubt. They don't believe that they have value to bring to the table because they're so new, right? Like I said earlier, we all start from this new ground zero. 
But even though we're starting from zero, we do have value to bring to our clients. We're, you know, giving them back time in their business by coming in and working on their social media channels. And we're really taking away this whole other element of stress when they have so many other things to think about as a business owner. So even if you are not yet to be the queen of all social media strategy and you are still learning, you still have value. So that's the very first thing that I want you to address when it comes to how do I find clients, even if I don't have a client who I've worked with before, a testimonial or that kind of experience backing me. The first thing you need to do is tackle this mindset. And I've talked a lot in previous episodes about mindset and imposter syndrome and fear of failure. So make sure you go listen to a couple of those other episodes. But this is the first important step because once you change this storyline in your head from, oh, I'm such a newbie, I'm just going to offer my services for like $50 and, you know, who's going to say yes because I have no experience, blah, blah, blah. If you shift that perspective and instead say, hey, I'm new around here, but I have the enthusiasm and I have the energy and I know I can help people. It's the same thing with me and my golf. Instead of coming in being like, oh, I suck at this. This seven-year-old is so much better than me. Like I should just give up now. I can actually, instead, I can definitely admire the seven-year-old who has a damn good swing swinging next to me at the driving range. But instead it's like, okay, what can I learn? Let's take this experience of starting something new as an opportunity to be humbled and to enjoy this amazing thing that we have in life and humans. And that's to be able to start something new and restart our lives or restart our careers and enjoy something new and interesting to learn. That's what I'm trying to get at. So it's all about changing how you view this, I have no experience and changing it to, I have value and I'm excited to learn. I'm open to learning and I'm open to learning with a client. So now we have the mindset out of the way, which as you guys know, I have to talk about all the time because it's such an important part of business. In fact, my newly relaunched course, The Dishing Up Digital School, we have an entire module of about five video lessons that talk all about limiting beliefs and mindset, money mindset, and all of that good stuff. So definitely go check that out if you are interested in becoming a social media manager and in looking for support in your journey. But the next thing we really want to dive into is Where do we find these clients? Whereabouts do we even find the businesses to pitch to or to approach? And this is a funny question as well, because it is really simple when you get down to it. Clients are everywhere. Businesses are everywhere. Every man and their dog is starting a business these days. The internet has made it so much easier to start a business compared to, say, 40 years ago. There's lower costs. You can set up an online store instead of having a physical shop. You have to pay rent on and, and hire people to help you with or buy all of your stock and shelves to store it on. You know, you don't have those kind of setup costs. And it's really opened up this business world to a whole bunch of new people. And these people... They need, you guessed it, social media managers. With every business, they need to be present on social media in order to connect more with their customers. So when I say, where do we find clients? You should literally be yelling into your phone, everywhere, Ellen. So some examples for you. Go down to your Saturday local market. Find some local arts markets, food markets, And see all of the businesses there, first of all, that are relying on a market for foot traffic and sales. 
and check them out, get their business details. You don't have to go up and pitch to them right there and then, but collect up some business names and then go check them out on social media and see if they have pages, see, you know, what potential there is there. If maybe they do have a social media page, an Instagram page, but it's, you know, really inconsistent. That's a great opportunity for you. The other thing I like to do is going down what I call the rabbit hole of suggested users on Instagram. So this is where I find one account that I really like or even a client I already work with. I guess in your case, if you're just starting out, you wouldn't have that client. But find an ideal client within your your industry or your niche. So maybe it's a local candle shop. You really want to work with some product-based businesses in that lifestyle niche. Find that candle brand, hit that little arrow that's on their Instagram profile and it will come up with a list of suggested users. And then you can go through that list of users, go from one suggested user to another, open up their profile, look at their suggested users, and so on. This is why I call it the rabbit hole, because it's endless. You go from one user to another, to another, to another. And this is a really great way to just discover profiles. And this is what I did in my early days of pitching to businesses, because it enabled me to find a good amount of people at a good pace. Because The real key thing when it comes to pitching and booking your first client is you have to send a lot of pitches. You can't just rely on one client, find one business and be like, okay, I'm going to work with them. The reality is, is we need to make sure we're looking at a lot of different options. So doing that search down the rabbit hole gives you a whole bunch of different clients and you can get, you know, a list of 20 businesses to send off a really solid email pitch to. Now, we don't have time to go into all of the ins and outs of pitching and how to write a persuasive pitch and putting your packages together and sales psychology. I cover all of that in my course, though, the Dishing Up Digital School. So I'm just going to plug that one again. (laughs) Go check out the description box. We're open for enrollment for one more week if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out. If not, follow me on social media and we will be reopening in November and December for enrollment. But we really dive into that whole uh, how to write an irresistible pitch and, you know, present your offers in this really tasty way that is irresistible. And I guess that's really the next step I wanted to talk about in this podcast episode. And it's making yourself look irresistible even though you don't have experience. So there's certain things you can do to position yourself, even if you're just getting started, to give yourself a persuasive edge or get your potential client excited to work with you. It is kind of all about understanding this sales psychology, understanding how to convince someone of your offer or service. So what this could look like for me when I started, it was all about offering a sort of limited time discount because I was just starting up. I would give people 40% off. So I would have a package that would be priced at $500 because I knew that was a, you know, a going rate for social media managers. It was good. It was how I valued myself. But to make, you know, things more persuasive and to get people to say yes, I would offer them this juicy 30 or 40% discount. Or I remember even when I switched and I went full time into my business, so I'd been doing it for 10 months and then I went full time and was trying to get a good bunch of new clients on my books. I remember I offered like a 15% new year sale kind of discount for those clients that I signed up during that month of January. 
So there's little things like that, that if you're lacking in experience, you have things like this that you can rely on. It's all about being a good salesperson, really. It's about how can I present a really juicy offer? So think about these things. Okay, I don't have a testimonial or a previous client to showcase my worth, but I could present this as a really cool package and offer a discount to get them excited, to get them across the line. My next step is to go a bit of the extra mile when you're trying to book your first few clients. If you get someone and you get in touch, you email them and you book a discovery call, go the extra mile and maybe put together a presentation. Again, I teach this in my course, but put together a presentation, a PDF of, you know, some ideas for their Instagram to really wow them and impress them. Because this is the thing, like when you are just starting out and you have no clients and you're trying to get those first few people through the door, you do have to put in the hustle. You have to put in a little bit more effort and you have to to create pictures and and be really compelling. So just sit back and think, okay, this is my social media service, but what kind of freebie, what kind of discount, what could I bundle in here to make it more irresistible? How can I go the extra mile? Maybe I can offer to make some templates for free as well as, you know, doing their social media for a month. Or maybe I could do a set up their Instagram profile for free and say, hey, I'd usually charge for this, but you can get this for free if you sign up for two months of working with me. You know, do little things like this that make your service sound just so juicy that this client can't resist. So you don't have to rely on social proof or testimonials to get that final sale across the line. The next thing I did for booking clients when I was first starting out was utilizing my personal connections a little bit. And this is a great thing I really encourage my students to do. It's about looking for loose, maybe industry connections or work connections or people you know through your family or through your friend, or maybe it's that coffee shop that you go to every single day of the week and order your coffee and you chat to the waitress a little bit or you chat to the owner. Maybe it's like, hey, I'm actually a customer there. I know that person. I've talked to the owner before. Let's see if we can get in there. You know, think about somewhere where you have a little bit of an edge, a little bit of a personal connection. I have a student I'm working with at the moment whose dad is helping her kind of connect with a friend of theirs who he helped set up her business. So she already trusts her dad and and has him involved in the business. And now she's sort of getting her in there and she's obviously still doing the work. She's putting her PD together. She's putting a really good pitch together. But that little bit of a personal connection is again, just one more thing to help you when you don't have that competitive edge in terms of testimonials and social proof backing your services. Think of these personal connections. For me, some of these connections were really small when I first started out. I posted in some local business Facebook groups and in those groups were people I'd already met at a couple of networking events, fashion designer or fashion design student I'd met quite a few years before at a uh, blogging networking event back when I had my blog. So they weren't anyone like super, super close with me, but they were someone who was aware of me, was aware of my work and aware, I guess, of my work ethic and my friendliness. So it was a little bit, they felt a little bit more comfortable paying me, you know, $300 versus paying a complete stranger. And that was a really great tactic for me. I had quite a few people that I just sort of softly networked with who then signed up for my services. Same thing when I left my corporate job, I worked with a fashion stylist in that corporate role and I managed to book her on as my client and I've still worked with her today. 
And a big part of the reason why I got her to sign up and, you know, how I got her across the line was because we already knew each other and she did trust me a little bit. And she even said a few months later, like, look, I had a few other people offering to do this for me. I've had people message and send in pictures, but she's like not the most confident person. She's been scammed by previous like virtual assistants and other stylists she's collaborated with. So she's always a bit nervous to open up her business to new people. Whereas I just had that slight connection that little bit of, you know, we'd been on shoots together. I'd worked with her on some projects with my company and my boss. She had that little bit of a connection and it was easier for her to say yes, even though I didn't have, you know, a huge amount of experience or a huge fancy list of clients. Like this is the thing, like if you look at your competition who might be a big fancy local marketing agency or digital marketing agency, if you look at them and their websites, they'll have all of these big brands advertised on their website. Like we have worked with, I remember looking at one here in New Zealand. It was like, we have worked with New Zealand Herald, which is our main like news publication. We've worked with NZME, which isn't like their parent company. So another massive media conglomerate. And then they had like KFC and all of these big food franchises, like big businesses. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's a flex. Like, okay, I get it. You've worked with some big businesses. But they're your competition, right? And it's about thinking like, okay, I can't compete on their scale in terms of working with KFC or McDonald's or something like that. But how can I put myself ahead? How can I use my personal connections? How can I be persuasive? How can I offer a really great deal and a great experience? And the last thing I wanted to really bring up in this episode when it comes to booking clients when you have no experience, use the fact, again, compared to these big marketing agencies, use the fact that you are a small business and that you are just a one-man band. Use that as your advantage and as a sales technique, as a great selling point for your services. Because the thing is, a lot of the businesses I've worked with, they like the fact that if I'm posting something on Instagram, it's me. You know, they're directly emailing the person who's managing their account. Everything is super easy. If they want to change something during the week, they can just send me a message and I'll reply. Like the communication's a lot easier than say going through an agency where you talk to one person and then the campaign is passed on to their junior community manager or it's passed on to three other people who work on it all of this other stuff. It's it's like a big business and it can be really intimidating and sometimes frustrating for smaller businesses to be working with these agencies. Whereas you come in and you're like, hey, I offer a really customized one-on-one service, very high touch. I'm super involved with my clients and really collaborative. Suddenly you're in competition with these big fancy agencies that you never thought you stood a chance against because you're just presenting your offer in a really nice way. You're really leaning into your maybe disadvantages and turning them into your advantages. So, you know, coming back to offering discounts, making those juicy offers, making yourself really look irresistible, you know, providing more more work, you know, going the extra mile in the pitching process to be that little bit more persuasive. And then leaning into the fact that you are the smaller business, but you offer, you know, a high touch, really great involved service. These are things that will help you book your client, help you book your first client with no experience. When I was actually working on the 
the course content for the Dishing Up Digital School, I went back and looked at some of the stuff I said, the messages I sent and the, the posts that I put up on Facebook to book my first client. And one that I came across that I thought was really interesting and I put a screenshot into the program so my students can sort of read through that and, and use it as an example was I post just in a local Facebook group and I was just really human about it, right? I was just like, hey guys, I'm starting my business. I've just worked with my first client for free, which was someone that I just, you know, reached out to on on Instagram. And I mean, who would say no to someone creating some free Instagram posts? I didn't actually manage the account. I just did like photos and graphics and organized a schedule for them. And from that, I got a really cool before and after, obviously. And I posted this in this Facebook group and was just super friendly. Like, I'm so excited to be starting my little side hustle. This is something that's been like months in the work and I'm finally taking the plunge. And I just sort of talked all about like, I'm so excited. This is my first client that I've worked with. And I'm now going to be, you know, taking on more clients if you're interested in working with me. And it was just really nice and refreshing to go back and read that post because I was using my inexperience to my advantage. I was, you know, really calling on people who were also starting a business and playing to their emotions, being like, hey, I'm just starting out and, and using that excitement and warm, fuzzy feeling to relate to them and connect with them and ultimately get them interested in my services as well. And that was a post that actually got over 40 comments on it from interested business owners. People were like, hey, I love this before and after. And oh, I also had a sale advertised on that. I was saying I was taking my first three clients for like 30% off or something along those lines. So people were really interested. And it's just nice to look at that as an example and kind of have this refreshing point of view when you're like, okay, I don't have to be a pro yet. I don't have to have all the experience, all the testimonials to get started for people to be interested in me, right? I can, you know, build this business. I can start from ground zero, being a beginner from the beginning <laughs> again, you know, something new, but I can do it and people will still believe in me. I still have value. I still have a service that people are interested in. And yeah, I think that's something that's really important for you to remember. Again, coming back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, all about that mindset and making sure you feel in your heart that you have value to offer and that you have this worthiness that you bring to this business world and this online business world. So that is today's episode talking all about how to book your first client and a few tips and tricks that you can take away to really present yourself as the best choice and really persuade these clients to sign on the dotted line and get those cash dollars. Because ultimately, once you book those first four or five clients, this is when you really start building the momentum and it becomes a lot easier in your business. So for me, for example, it took maybe a year of working on my side hustle and then transitioning full time. And then I never had to send a pitch again because I had that momentum. I had you know, worked on my branding at that point. I had my website, I had my Instagram page and people were coming to me. So eventually your time will come where you don't have to be putting in this hustle pitching and trying to, you know, claw away and try and get a client. Eventually it will become easy, but you do need to put in that hustle in the beginning. So if that's you at the moment, if you are hustling and working away, I just wanted to wish you luck. You're doing good. Just keep positive, just keep pushing forward and you will succeed. And if you want some support on your journey, if you want to learn exactly how I did this, how I built my own business, then come sign up for the Dishing Up Digital School. I will link the website in the show notes below. It's dishingupdigitalschool.com. All the details are there. We have over 
over 50 video lessons. We really dive deep into all of these little topics that I kind of touch on in the podcast. Some of the video lessons are like 40 minutes long and so in depth and I just, I love it. It's everything I've learned in the past two, three years summed up and packaged into an awesome course. So thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate the support and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye guys.